Welcome to the PPM Academy podcast for project, program, and portfolio managers, where we will interview industry experts and discuss current and future trends in the world of project, program, and portfolio management, and how what we do impacts our company's execution culture. I'm Gerald Lynn. Okay, today we have with us Dr. Michael O'Connell. He's a PhD, MSPM, MSTM, MBA, has over 27 years of professional experience in the device in the medical device industry. He is the Director of Strategy and Project Management at Medtronics, and his corporate experience also include 3M and Pfizer. Michael is an adjunct uh, faculty member teaching at the graduate level of project management, project capstone, procurement, culture, and organizational courses. In 2012, he was selected as an American Society of Quality, Quality Fellow, and in 2014, selected as a Medtronic Technical Fellow. Michael also writes for PM World 360 about leadership and quality. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, let's get started with this. So, Michael, how did you get started in the field of project program and portfolio management and culture change? Okay. I mean, just reading through your bio, obviously there's a passion there. And I think all of us who kind of end up in the project management field, unless you are very strategic about it in the beginning when you start your college career, it's kind of by accident. And then you find out that it's something that meets your personality and that you enjoy. But what do you think, though, that helped you become successful having worked at Medtronics, uh, working there now, uh, at 3M, at Pfizer, and just all the things that you are doing and the rewards you've received, what do you think it, it's that that critical thing that has made you successful? I think, I think uh, number one is the passion that I just talked about. Uh-huh. I think that goes without, without saying. I think number two, it's, for me, it's, it's uh, a journey of lifelong learning. So okay. as you can see with uh, a lot of degrees that I have, I don't think it's so much that I, I, I want to keep going to school, but I want to keep learning. So right. I did all those programs and, and, and degrees, um, and I wanted to continue to build my base uh, in the project program management area and, and other areas, but mainly in project management. 
and now I'm teaching at three different universities in project management too because I, I don't want to go back and get more degrees. Yes. I find that I learn a lot from my students as much as that I, I teach them, so it's part of my uh, lifelong learning journey. And I, I know my strength finder, my learning on my strength finder is, I think, number two. But I know it's very important to me, and it's, it's something that uh, drives my passion, so they go hand in hand. Yeah. Are you talking about the Gallup strength finder? Yes. Yes. I took that as well, and, and learning for me turned it out to be number one. And so I totally, I totally get what you're saying about the uh, – it's not so much about the education and all of the degrees, but it's about the journey of learning and, and being able to experiment every day and kind of continually keep growing. And so obviously you have a great story of, of learning, but obviously in the project program area, um, you know, there are a number of certified project managers – but the demand for project management and productivity management is far exceeding the number of certified or even capable or trained project managers in the in this area. What do you think is so poorly understood or unresolved in this area around project program and management? And what do you think we could do to close that gap? Yeah, great question. So I, I think anyone can become PMP certified or, or get a certification of project management. Um, you know, that's that's not so difficult to do. You can read a book and take a test and, and pass it. Right. I think where the disconnect is is the soft skills. Yeah. I think people need to have um, need to have the, ac- the actual experiences to be able to fail and yep. learn, fail and learn. So fail to me is first attempt in learning. Yep. And I think those things need to happen, but for a lot of companies, they don't have the time for that. So, you know, I'm proposing that where I work right now is, you need to have mentors and coaches that are experts in that area that have the time and are willing to give people that time and give back to train. And remember, project management's only been around as a profession maybe 30 years or so as a, right. as a recognized profession. Right. So you, you have people like me that are passionate about it, and there's many other people that have the knowledge now and have the experiences and, and can pass that on to the younger generation because I think those experiences and knowledge are very important. You can't, you can't learn that in the classroom typically. Yes. Um, I, I just actually got out of the conference where I was just looking at uh, augmented reality training. I've never seen anything like this, and I think that's something that can be used to help those soft skills. But in the, in the meantime, the, the traditional methods don't really uh, set us up for success. You need, to, you need to experience things in a real project setting, and that's where I think the disconnect is, where it's tough to get a lot of people involved that way with the, you know, you just can't train it at a university and then throw them off the work. Right, right. Yeah, it's definitely one of those fields where you do have to have the, you you can't just have the license. You have to have the driving experience. It's like, you know, right. uh, having a license and, and saying you're going to drive in a, um, a fast um, Indy 500, uh, that won't work because you got to have the experience to get you to get you to that point where you have those those skills and capabilities. So I totally agree with that. You know, one and so one of the things, though, because because you're you're kind of going down a similar path that that I've kind of pursued, and and it's interesting in your background because you have the project management and the you know the portfolio and program management and strategy, but I also see that you teach a course on culture and organization, and what I found was that when you're implementing projects in major organizations or across different divisions that what you're actually doing is introducing a culture change. So so let's talk about that for a second. What do you think or see as the main challenge among those who work in this area 
around the organizational culture changes that they have to implement and what companies do and don't understand around culture change in project management? Well, I think from my perspective, being from the Midwest and born and raised there and actually teaching uh, universities in the Midwest, yeah. um, the, the course you're talking about, I teach at the College of St. Scholastica. I developed that course and I teach it. Um, I think a lot of people haven't experienced other cultures that are living or, or traveling outside the uh, United States. So right. In that course, I'm trying to give people a, a an idea of what it's like to, say, live in uh, Shanghai, China. Okay. And then within China, go to Beijing and know how different the region is even within China and understand that culture. Okay. understand those uh, traditions that they need to be aware of. By, um, I actually have them set up a company and work that through the, uh, the semester. But I, I think I think a lot of it is, um, you know, people, again, don't have the experiences. And I'm fortunate enough that I've worked for 3M, which is a global company. Five is a global company. Right. Medtronic wasn't so much of a global company when I started, but it is now. Yep. And to have those experiences and for me to be able to travel around the world, I get it. I learn it. But again, it's something, even when I teach it in my course, you can only teach so much. People need to experience it. Yes. So how do you how do you use the technology we have now to, to get people to experience culture more? Because you're even dealing with it in the United States with people from China, Asia, and Europe. Um, so that you know, that's the question. But I think it's getting better all the time. And I think you know, teaching this course in the graduate uh, project management uh, uh, program is, is really good. And I'm glad they put this course in place. And I was just talking to a... Um, a person in the class over the weekend and she was very appreciative of the class really liked it even though it's just starting in a couple of weeks right so I, I think I think that helps but I think overall again it's it's getting those experiences and that face-to-face time in different countries yes yes and also you know now we we live in a cultural a global society and many companies and even uh, federal agencies and state agencies you walk in and it's very multicultural and so even yeah. having that background, not only dealing with the change that's being implemented, but also knowing how to work with team members who grew up in different parts of the world and have a different worldview than, than you would uh, from the Midwest or for I would from the East Coast. Um, and so I think that's, that's, that's pretty amazing that you're doing that. From your perspective and... and I'm sorry, just, go ahead. just to add one more note on that, you know, our CEO is from India. Okay. And since for eight years, he's, he's moved that diversity needle uh, to make the company more diverse because I think if most people were to look at the research, more diverse project teams create better products and innovation. Yes. That's, that's, that's research that's known. So he's moved the needle in getting more diversity within the company. I think that's a great thing. And that's what a lot of global large companies are doing, probably even the medium companies, is getting more diverse workforce. So, exactly. Um, things are moving in the right direction. Good, good. So now I know you're saying you're at a conference, and so you uh, pulled out some time to to have this conversation with us. Um, but what do you see or what are you hearing are some of the trends in our industry? Yeah, you know, that's actually a good question. There's a, there's a lot of trends in the, in the, in the industry, I think. But, but one of the big ones is, is the PMO, you know, I'm trying to understand the, the, the project management office. And, and the next one to that is the EPMO, the Enterprise Project Management Office. Right. So I think, think I think those are, those are two things that are going fast and furious, especially in our company, but uh-huh. they're often misunderstood or people people put them together their own way or their own, the way they think. Yes. Um, I know in our company we have one in, you know, clinical HR operations, R&D, but all a little bit different. So I, I, I think some of the trends are, 
PMO is a buzzword, so let's get a PMO, but right. they don't always follow the same framework. So then we have fragmented PMOs that don't operate the same way. Yes. Um, so I, I think I think that's one thing. I think uh, I think the other thing is you know just in general the project program management it just continues to to build and increase in um, notoriety visibility. I mean, look at PMI, they're what, about 500,000 members. Right. They're pushing a million PMPs. It's one of the most soft certifications. But yet, we get a lot of PMPs in it at work. We speak the same language, but we don't have the frameworks that maybe align totally to, to the pen box. So again, it's a, it's a take and give of companies and trying to figure out what's the best, best method that works. But again, I bring it back also to soft skills. I think that's a big trend that I hear from my students and I see in the industry that soft skills are something that we need to deal with and figure out how to get young project managers, program managers, PMO people, the, the, the experiences and the background to make them more effective early on. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree with that. And it's, it's becoming something where we, we do have to continually increase the soft skills and that experience. And I think, you know, folks can develop those skills or those experiences if they don't have a, you know, a paid engagement at this point to do that by volunteering, you know, volunteering to do a project at their local, in their local community or in their church group or in their, um, in a, in an organization that they're part of just to gain some of that experience of what it's like to take a, a, an initiative from cradle to grave and, and the whole process, whether you're using Waterfall or Agile, I think it's really important right. to get that experience. So as we get ready to close out here, I always ask my um, guests, what's the one thing that you would like to impart to our listeners of a skill that you've developed that you think is really important for them to develop? I, I think one of the biggest things I've learned, whether I'm in an educational setting or a work setting, small, medium, large company, mm-hmm. is you, you need to be very perceptive you, and you need to network. So you need to reach out to those people that you think can help you in your career, that can help you understand you know, project management, whatever it is. Yes. You need to sit back and kind of create a, a map or a chart of the people you think you need to meet. In most cases, when you reach out to people and ask them for their expertise or their time, they're pretty much willing to... to to meet with you and you know you've got great tools now like LinkedIn to be able to go out and find people meet with people and um, I'm usually on there you know at least once a day and, and uh, I try to get back and reply to people and and, uh, and that's how you know your listeners can get a hold of me if they go out to LinkedIn and okay, excellent. and, and, and um, I, I can contact them there and we can have a conversation but you know there's, there's so much technology out there you, you know you can connect quite easy but you have to have an idea of what you want Okay. So I think that's important you have to sit back and kind of think what is it I want? Where do I want to go? Yep. Where do I want to meet? Kind of map that out. Excellent. Well, Michael, what I'll do is I'll add the uh, the link to your LinkedIn profile to my show notes. So when they go to the site to look listen to the podcast, they can uh, they can click on it and go right over to LinkedIn. And if they have if they're members of LinkedIn, they can reach out to you and say, "I heard about your podcast, and uh, I'd like to connect with you." to get input, learn about your courses or other things that you're doing or articles that you're writing on PM World 360. That sounds great. I Excellent. appreciate it. No problem. Well, Michael, thanks so much for talking with us today. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we've been talking to Dr. Michael O'Connell, Ph.D., 
with a ton of experience. He's the Director of Strategy and Project Management with Medtronics. Mike, thanks so much again for talking with us. All right, thank you. Take care. Okay, you too. Thank you.